Not everyone's a winner week one, and that's no lie. Half the league came out on top while the other half failed to satisfy. I'm Commissioner Daniel Week, a.k.a. Stan Pyre Vampire Hunter, a.k.a. Blade, a.k.a. Daywalker. And you're listening to another episode of the Vampire Journals podcast. On this episode, we're going to take a look at what went down on draft night and see how the rosters shake out this season. We're going to give a week one matchups breakdown, a week two previews, while also forecasting season-long projections. Finally, we're going to end the episode with a couple of bold predictions. So stay tuned, because here we go. And I'm here with a very special guest today, winner of a 1-0 record after a victory in the first week of the season over Chase Vickery's team, Quinn Carson. How the heck are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just celebrating a week one win. Survived uh, the first week of the, of the league. Yeah. Yeah. Survival was the theme of the week for sure, and we will get to the week. Yeah, I thought Quinn crazy if we didn't at least talk about uh, the draft. Uh, We ran into some difficulties tonight up and weren't able to podcast, but it didn't mean that it was lacking in excitement. Tell me some of your takeaways from draft night. Um. Well, uh, I guess the number one takeaway was probably, for me, just watching Saquon Barkley go for uh, – how much money did he get? He went for $48, and in his first run of the season, he runs for 59 yards. <laughs> it's just, But, you know, he just proves his worth of, like, it doesn't matter how much you pay um, for that, you know, those, those top running backs. That's probably my big takeaway. Because uh, Chase picked him up, paid 48 and then ended up not breaking $35 or even $33 the rest of the draft. And so, you know, we had way more expensive people like Alvin Kamara went for 50 Christian McCaffrey went for 48 And uh, those two, you know, just seeing all those people play really well the other day was awesome. And so I think in the draft, I mean, everything went crazy, you know, went, went pretty even. I thought that D- Daniel, you lucked out with your tight end that you picked up. Delaney Walker, big day, last pick of your roster. I wouldn't say lucked out because, uh, you know, he's consistently been a top 10 tight end when healthy. Missed all the last season with broken ankles. Um, you know, I feel completely fine with him. As mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that was the case the entire preseason after the draft. I guess another takeaway was people like, you know, um, Travis Kelsey going for $34. You know, I thought that. Um, this league didn't buy as high as I thought it might go. You know, I thought all three of the guys in our league would go to above 50 bucks, but I guess for some reason it didn't get there. Um, all three tight ends? No, all three of our running backs would go for over 50, so the fact that I thought Travis Kelsey would actually probably go for 35, 36, and he stopped at 34. But 
I enjoyed the draft this year. I thought we had a good time. I only had uh, one pick in particular that I think got away from me personally, and that was that was uh, picking up uh, Devontae Freeman, in which I paid $8 for Devontae Freeman as my second-to-last pick, and I had two roster spots left. And uh, that that pick got that slipped away from me, moving in and out of the app. And it kind of kept me from being able to buy some people that I actually would have like spent my money on, which is sad. So, um, let's talk about like who ran out of money first, or who ran out of money the whole time. I guess you know Robbie just shot the moon. With getting Alvin Kamara, James Conner, Joe Mixon, Keenan Allen, Juju Smith-Schuster, all for over $25, $34, $32, $50. And then he just spent two bucks on Kyler Murray and paid a dollar for the rest of his team the rest of the way. Yeah. I guess that sounds kind of weird. I guess I'll have to take my uh, my show elsewhere. No, just keep dumping the hard numbers. That's all I'm saying. I don't have anything in front of me. Uh, but yeah, it was evident when Robbie uh, and he had nothing but a dollar piece for all the True. Um, I think it's big to point out people we left out of drafting, meaning we didn't pick them um, and then auction them off to anybody in our league before Steven could. Uh, big ones, I guess, were Josh Gordon, uh, who they kept repeating that he was 240 pounds on Sunday, <laughs> um, which is a, it's a huge weight just to think about. Um, and then uh, Austin Eckler didn't get drafted so but I mean you know that's the draft I mean I think we're done with the draft let's just move on to uh, actually getting the season started yeah I'll say one last thing as the draft ended the projected uh, final standing before week one were Chase first place Kurt in second place, Cup third, myself in fourth, Quinn in fifth, and Steven in sixth. Needless to say, we had a little shakeup in those standings over the last 48 hours. So on yeah. one we go. Let's start off with uh, let's start off with a vampire matchup. This one everybody wants to know about, uh, and after an exciting week one last year, Steven uh, didn't lack an excitement himself in week one. Uh, tell me a little bit about that matchup. You know? uh, who was who was it? Which Steven matchup? And Steven and Kurt. <sighs> well, it was just a, a nail-biter through the third quarter. And then in the fourth quarter uh, of this fantasy football game, Kurt took the lead back. He started... 
to uh, get some ground and it looked like he'd be able to fend off the, um, the vampire. So it was, it was a good, really good match. It was, I was surprised how close it happened. And I think it all had to stem off of Austin Eckler's gigantic day that he had with the chargers. Yeah. <clears throat> Even benefited greatly for um, 39.4 points by Austin Eckler. And uh, Kurt was a little let down by two of his receivers. Mike Evans at 4.8 points. Dana Cooks at 5.9. Uh, it let, uh, left Kurt in a bit of a pickle going into the Monday night game when Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins teaming up uh, was enough to outpace Steven. Um, let me go to the text log, try and get a, uh, a live version of events. Because um, Steven was certainly uh, feeling confident this weekend. Yeah, the story of the day was just, you know, you have your morning games, your afternoon games, your Sunday night game, and your Monday night game. And it all started with the Thursday night game, which was a snoozer of sorts. But when the first set of uh, Sunday games ended, I believe it was not too crazy but it was it was the fact that when Sunday night football ended and the Steelers had played the Patriots uh, I think there was some scoring with Josh Gordon and other things like that that led to a question of uh, I think Steven texted a, a picture of Jack Nicholson from The Shining uh, sort of knocking on the door Alright, so uh, here we go 9.31 Steven taunt Sleep with one eye open. At uh, 10-12, probably about halfway through that Steelers-Patriots uh, game, uh, picture of Sandra Bullock from that blindfold movie. Not the blind side, the blindfold bird box. And then it says, Big Ben when Vance McDonald gets open. They start feeling sad about Vance McDonald. And then Steven taunts back, can't believe no one drafted Eckler. And Steven in vampire fashion, only night games left. Going into Monday night, Steven Fox, Bree's going to put up four TDs. And then uh, 9-17, when Deshaun Watson teamed up for uh, the touchdown and plays, the fuck. At which point, Steven Fox relents. Got lucky this game. Got lucky this week. Still games to go. Man, that's where you get Jack Nicholson knocking on the door from the Shining. Oh, my God. What a crazy finish. At the end of the night, dot, dot, dot. And a word to the rest of the league. I'm not playing. It could have been any of you had ESPN had a better scheduling algorithm. It's true. Um, but, you know, some of us, uh, you know, we're lucky. We just, we just, that schedule is the exact same schedule as last year, correct? I'm sorry, say that once more. That, uh, that schedule is the exact same as last year's schedule, correct? Just to be official. So hopefully we'll be able to figure out some difference or compete in the league uh, as a dynasty or something in the future so that the schedule will, will switch itself around. Keep it in your pants. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
Kurt, well, it was a nail biter against the Empire. He did end up putting the most points on the board of the week 151.2. Steven that- 35.2. Tied with Robbie for the fewest points in the league. It's still a respectable showing by Steven week one. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's one way to do it is to go out and score the most points in the league is a pretty safe way to say that you're going to, you know, you'll be safe from the vampire. Uh I think it's, you know, a lot of people, there are like probably questions of of how much is Le'Veon Bell going to do? And the fact that he came in with like over 20 points is is huge for him. Played every snap of the game against the uh, Buffalo Bills. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that. From the uh, from the great uh, waterfalls of Buffalo to the sandy beaches of Los Angeles, we're going to go uh, over to Quinn. Your matchup, uh, a grudge match, a blood match. Uh, some call it a loser leaves town match between you and Chase. Uh, another close one that went down to a Monday night game. Yes, that was very close. Um, I'm away from my computer. I almost want to pull up that game. To tell you about it, what did what like? Can you give me actually the bird's eye view uh, before I tell you what it was like in the trenches? Yeah, so let's see. Um, they got off to a hot start with the Sunday game. Patrick Mahomes, twenty-seven points. Uh, Dalvin Cook, twenty-six points. Quickly started Ivory Hill and double figures. Saquon Barkley. Sunday afternoon. thought I was going to lose. Um, I thought I was going to lose. I just, I saw it. I was like, oh shit. You know, my team's no good. You know, I'm a terrible, I've been addicted to fantasy for a week and a half and can't, and I, I'll have nothing to show for it. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm in multiple leagues. And at one point I believe during the day I was down in all four of them. <laughs> and, uh, just kind of humbled by the draft process, seeing who I could have had, thinking about the money you could have spent, the extra dollars or the extra money you left in the, you know, on your, on your draft thing. I, I thought about all that that day. Um, but my biggest thing was just like looking for people to, to show up, you know, in, uh, in one way I like picked this thing up and I was just like, do your fucking job. That's all I needed them to do. And uh, that's sort of what ended up happening overall. I think I ended up having the second most points in the league. You did, 147.7. Um, 
when that started to come in the final numbers uh i started to feel really good about myself uh was happy a little bit of a tip to my hat towards your direction because you had said you didn't like my team at all Um, and I felt that you know and I was really worried I think you know Zeke Elliott signing back that was my that was my one issue is if I had thought harder I would have started someone else how many quarterbacks do you have Clint I have uh, Matt Ryan Uh uh-huh and uh Matt Ryan. Huh. Okay. I drafted a team with the intention of beating the Vampire twice this year. To be determined. Um, in Chase's defense, we tried to get Chase here. He is not. Uh, loses Tyree Kill to injury, but will gain Antonio Brown into his lineup. Uh, he looks to have two really strong quarterbacks in Mahomes. And that Prescott um, and T.Y. Hilton put up big numbers on his bench as well. So uh, he left some points on the board. He certainly could have taken you down. Um, and I give Chase's team uh, three footballs and two bottles of Gatorade. Well done, Chase. Uh, next up, last game of the weekend. The defending runner up. Higher the Vampire Hunter versus Danny DeVito's Bear Ass. Um, quickly developing into one of the more fierce rivalries in the league. Um, of course, last year, Vampire, then a Vampire, beat Robbie week one, uh, only to later give Robbie his only victory of the season uh, midway through the slate. Uh, so going into this game. Oh, but the, you played one more time, correct? Mm hmm. Yep. So you played three times total? Yeah. And uh, what happened the third time? I won. And then what happened this, this last week, the fourth time? Man, this, yeah. This pretty much exactly what I was getting to. Uh, I won this time as well. That's awesome. Congratulations. How's it feel to get your first victory as, as a you know, human, not the vampire? Good. I wouldn't have wanted anybody from Robbie's team anyways. Robbie's team is trash. Um, wouldn't have taken Alvin Kamara or James Conner or Juju Smith-Schuster. No, my team uh, is witnessed by the points I left on the bench, uh, the underperformance superstars. I'm clearly the team to beat this year. Do you uh, have any thoughts about Cam Newton and his 5.4 performance? Yep, you know, Cam can play his way into shape because I've got Lamar Jackson on the bench. Uh, 33.6 points last week. Going to play against Arizona this week. Uh, Matthew Stafford put up good numbers last week against Arizona. Uh, Their defense is missing uh, Patrick Peterson. And, uh, yeah, I just don't think they're going to be able to really stop him. So, not too concerned about Cam. A little more concerned about Todd Gurley. But I've got two other running backs that scored 20 points last week on the bench. Uh, combined with the two running backs I had in my starting lineup that scored 20 points. Uh, 
and my tight end that scored 20 points. Uh, I feel pretty good about it. Um, so I guess out of the three games, what was the upset of the week? Uh, obviously, is you beating Pitt. And where does that leave us uh, in the standings? All right, so after one week of action, uh, we've got three teams at 3-0, and three teams at 0-3. Based on... Uh, I mean 0-1. Kurtz in first place, Quinn's in second place, Daniel's in third. Um, and Jason's in fourth. <clears throat> Two-way tie for fifth between Robbie and Steven. Well, it's interesting. You guys uh, allowed the same amount of points this week. 135.2, Kurt and you. I know. It's even crazier that Steven and Robbie scored the same amount of points. Yeah, right. Uh, how would that have gone down? Let's let's talk a little bit of shop. Vampire Week, he played Robbie. They scored the same score tie. What do we do? Uh, tie's not a win. A tie is not a win. I like that. I like that thought. Part of me thought that they have to that they have to come to a trade, but it's a little bit more even. <laughs> oh, um, that's interesting. Yeah. So, what could have been? Could have been some interesting stuff. Would have been our first tie in a vampire matchup. Had that been the scheduling, but it was not. I kind of like the idea. Uh, of uh, Robbie, you know, being about as good as the vampire. I feel like he didn't score as high as you scored in your week one uh, game last year. Or did you play him week one? I can't remember now. Or did you play him week two? We've already said it was the same schedule as last year. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. True, 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 true. Well, uh, I guess that leaves us talking about Chase. I mean, if it was the biggest upset, it was me winning. I think uh, who who was it on Chase's team that uh, gave up the most for him to win? Or did he leave someone on the board? Let's look. What did he have? What did he have? He, uh... Yeah, oh, he had Chris got on the bench. He had T.Y. Hilton on the bench. Mm-hmm. He points on the bench. Yep, he did. He doth. I had uh, some points on the bench, too. But let's talk about week two. And so with that, I think that we are on to week number two. How about we talk about uh, Kurt versus Chase? Michael Morbius versus On the Grid now. Kurt, at the moment, projected to score a week high of 138.1. Or no. Uh, he's, a, he's a dog. Chase is projected 139.2. Projected the highest uh, score for next week. And he's moved Antonio into the starting lineup officially, surpassing Christian Kirk, James White, Aaron Jones. He's rolling with Pat Mahomes against Oakland. Pat Mahomes questionable with a Q. 
currently. No smack talk has been uh, placed in the in the message board yet. Plenty of time left for that. Who do you think plays? Yeah, yeah. Who scores more fantasy points this week, Dak Prescott or uh, Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes against an Oakland defense that didn't look terrible last night. Um, and a Dak Prescott versus Washington, one of the worst teams in the league for sure. Oakland is now maybe like a a four win team, maybe. I think they could get even more than that, um, but. I don't know. Patrick Mahomes, I think we would all say, has a higher ceiling. Uh, but I think that Dak definitely has a safer floor here. Mahomes, again, with that Tyree kill, going to be out a couple weeks. Uh, and we'll see if like, either Shady McCoy emerges running more or if they just go to the running game more in general. Uh, I would say Dak is a safer play. Yeah, especially against Washington. <laughs> On Quint's side or uh, Kurt's side, Mike Evans going. Hopefully he's healthy this week. He pulled himself pulled himself out of the game multiple times last week. Really, that's what was happening. I didn't happen to watch much of that game at all. Watch any of it. I read about it though. Uh, he'd been sick with a bug. Moved Derek Henry into the starting lineup. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I think he was disappointed he had on his bench last week. Rolled with three receivers last week. He's going with two this week. I say the lineup adjustments are enough for him to take some days. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Who do you got in that one? You know, based on these starting lineups, George Kittle's playing Cincinnati. Jacksonville's trying to come back with either the quarterback they just brought in or the quarterback they went to last week. Um, You know, I just think that I feel like Marlon Mack, Dak Prescott, T.Y. Hilton, and and James White, you know, those four players are all on the bench. Three of those players are on Chase's team. Only one of those players is on Kurt. So I think that Chase might not have the right starting lineup. So I'm going to go uh, with uh, Kurt. But I almost argue that Derrick Henry playing Indianapolis versus Marlon, Marlon Mack on the other side of the ball. I, I almost think Marlon Mack's going to have a better day. Even though, I mean, I think Jacoby Brissett is just as good as Marcus Mariota. In terms of like what he's what his results are, so yeah, I go with Kurt. What game do you want to go to next? Well, let's talk about my game. I'm taking on Robbie, zero and one, Danny DeVito's bare ass versus uh, Longbone Shorty, which I'm thinking about changing it. I'm trying to find some vampire ass thing. It's a. I've got it's a it's a pretty close win probability one thirty four point eight to one thirty three point six. I'm favored with a one percent chance higher of winning. Um, already on the injury bug is is Robbie Smith Schuster Robbie Gould. 
Joe Mixon, Baker Mayfield, and Darius Geis all have injury designations currently. Yeah, most of those people are going to play, though. Yeah, I feel like they are. He's going with Kyler Murray versus Baltimore over Baker Mayfield versus the Jets. How do you like that? Yeah, Robbie tries to pretend like he's Brown fan in a Mayfield but he's not. I have a feeling he's going to leave that dude on the bench. Um, Robbie got underwhelming performances from both the Steelers this past week. Really got to hope that they bounce back because um, it's a tough matchup across the board. Uh, I like <clears throat> Quinn's receivers more than his receivers. I like his running backs a little more than your running backs, Quinn. Um, so it's a bit of a back and forth, and somebody's going to have to get some points in an unexpected play. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick it, though. Say again? If I had to pick it, though. Uh, oh, Robbie's got his defense going against his quarterback. That's not a good. Uh... Okay, I'm going to go with Quinn. Yeah, I think if he uh, if he goes with Baker Mayfield, um, I have the option to go with Odell Beckham. But I'm actually, if you just looked, I just slotted uh, Amari Cooper into my starting lineup. So I'm going with Michael Thomas, Adam Thielen, and Amari Cooper. Uh, and then um, Nick Chubb and Ezekiel Elliott. You know, I'm hoping Ezekiel's more. I think, honestly, he probably was actually out of shape for uh for this week one game uh just from the amount, the way I watched it. I don't know what what do you think? You watched that game too. I felt like they just didn't want to chance it. Um, they were fairly in control that game from about halftime on. Um so they didn't have a dire need to get him in there. Uh I think he could have gone a little more, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was I think it was just mostly an idea of wanting to keep him healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, part of me thinks about playing Damian Williams in a way over maybe uh, Nick Chubb and seeing because you know the interesting thing when you watch that KC offense it just it it just clicks so well. Everybody's getting the ball, and I wasn't sure how much they'd be using Damian Williams, but they sure did pass the ball to him a lot. So I think I'm going to beat Robbie, too. Um, I think that just leaves us with uh, the uh, this week's vampire. Yep. Uh, quickly turning into one of the fiercest feuds in the league as well. Uh, we've got Jake Cutler Vampire versus Vampire Vampire Hunter. Uh, rematch of the finals from last year. Uh, right now, I've got a pretty friendly projection against Stevens, 34.5 point favorite. But I'm sure that Stevens got multiple moves that we're going to see when the waivers clear tomorrow morning. Uh, as a matter of fact, he's already dropped the Denver defense. I'm sure he's planning to add one of those. And again, with the entire waiver wire at his disposal. Wouldn't be surprised to see him get somebody like uh, 
uh, Deshaun Jackson or let's see who else. Sammy Watkins mm-hmm. is out there. Tyrell Williams had a really good Monday night game for the Raiders. Um, Darren Waller, tight end for the Raiders as well. Um, Alshon Jeffrey out there. Adrian Peterson, always been a favorite of Steven. Uh, so he's got a lot of moves. Carson Wentz, top quarterback available. Josh Allen still out there. Uh, those teams going to change a lot. Uh, but I'll say I don't expect Austin Eckler to get 39 again. He's got Robert Woods, who I think is a solid receiver. Uh, but we saw Vance McDonald struggle to get involved, tied in for Pittsburgh. Uh, I just don't think he's got the – his running backs don't have the horsepower to keep up with mine. Um, it's be a big one. What do you think about Mark Ingram uh, on the bench against Arizona? That's a really good matchup when you've got Josh Jacobs against Kansas City. Well, I don't necessarily think that Kansas City's defense is imposing. Um, I'm just a little interested to see how much Arizona's going to be throwing the ball, or excuse me, how much Baltimore's going to be throwing the ball. Uh, I want to see one more week out of Baltimore to kind of get a feel for how much they're going to run the ball on a week-to-week basis. Uh, It's enough for me to trust Lamar Jackson because it'll be high scoring. Uh, But I like my other guys in the matchup. Well, uh, Josh Jacobs got so many touches. Uh, you want to talk about splitting carries. Mark Ingram split carries with Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, the rookie. Um, Josh Jacobs took darn near every touch. Um, Jalen Richard got a few, um, but Jacobs was in there for a very large amount of snaps. I expect that to continue the next week. Um, and, you know, we're looking at uh, – Compares pretty favorably to my other running back, Christian Caffrey, uh, in terms of involvement, passing, running, and total snap count. Uh, so I feel good about this. And, uh, you know, if Ingram was going to come in for anybody, I might consider Todd Gurley. Uh, but I want to see what they do when they throw the ball out more, which I think we're going to see in that matchup with Warner. Uh, so I feel really good. Uh, if anything, I wish I had a backup tight end. I do like Delaney Walker, but I wish I had a little more roster balance in that respect. Um, but I, I like the people on my bench, and I drafted uh, for 14. I didn't just draft for one week. But I didn't draft to see results immediately. I drafted to see results all season. True, true. Um, so looking at here, you know, we've got – a chance for uh, you to put up a really high score again, I feel like. Um, If there is one player that you have to – oh, how about this? If there's one player against the Vampire this week that you would designate has to do their job, who is it? So, I think a big thing for me – uh, Javante Adams put up a dud last week, 7.6 points. Uh, he was a top three fantasy receiver last season. Uh, I really need to get double digits, something closer to his average from last season. Uh, it's something similar to what we've seen him do across his career. Uh, I had uh, so many other people that were able to break double digits, even people like Todd Gurley that uh, struggled for most of the day to have 
fantasy relevant. Ended up putting up numbers at the end, but uh, Devontae Adams was the letdown of the week last week. He's the guy I need to do his job this week. And out of every single player between the Vampires roster currently before waivers and uh, the team that he's about to face, between those players, those 28, uh, who's going to get the touchdown bug? Who's catching the touchdown bug this weekend? Between, I'm sorry, between a player on my team or Steven's team? Yeah, like of any of the players on the bench starting, like who's catching the touchdown bug? I, if I'm picking somebody on Steven's team right now, I would say that uh, DJ Moore, receiver for Carolina, got the most looks last week against the Rams. I expect him to be better. Um, and I expect Tampa Bay to look at least a little bit better on offense. Uh, so that game has the possibility of a shootout if they are uh, Cam throwing the ball DJ's way. Um, on my team, Sonny Michelle was terrible uh, against Pittsburgh. Um, running efficiency was not there. Still not involved in the passing game. Uh, but he still got a ton of touches for them uh, running the ball. This week they've got a much easier matchup against Miami. I think it's going to be one of those uh, bizarre New England games where one of their running backs gets three touchdowns and is uh, a top five fantasy back. I'm betting it's Sonny Michelle. Awesome. So, in review, give us a little bit of review of this week's matchups. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, the forecast has all of them close. we got to wait one more day to see what Steven does to get his team up with snuff. Um and it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Kurt can continue leading the league in scoring or if Robbie can manage to get a victory early in the season and uh, set a different tone than last year. Uh, Quinn off of a good victory last week, looking for improvement from some players like Zeke Elliott and Adam Thielen. Uh, and Stan Pyre, Vampire Hunter, it's vampire season, baby. And then uh, when does our regular season end? How many weeks are we going? The week 14, I believe. Week 13 is the end of the regular season. Week 14 starts the playoffs. Okay. And then we do a two-weekend uh, final in 15 and 16? Okay, just doing that right now. So I think uh, if we eke out another win over the Vampire this week, that puts Steven starting 0-2, and you started 1-1. How are those uh, horizons different starting 0 and 2 versus getting your first win in your week two. Uh, mm-hmm. how are those different? Well, so I would turn it around a little bit and, uh, kind of direct that question to you guys that were not the vampire. Uh, I think week one vampire victory, that's a, a, a tone of seriousness and it, it sets panic into some owners. Uh, you start seeing some desperation trades, uh, a lot of questioning of, uh, questioning internally about roster construction. Um, and uh, you see a lot more uncertainty from the other teams. So if uh, the Vampire isn't able to win those first couple of weeks, 
uh, one, you have a lot more confidence in the other teams that are rostered. Two, we may see that the vampire scrambling a lot to find a roster combination that he likes. Mm-hmm. All right, Quinn, we'll, uh, here in just a second, we're going to get to some final season uh, projections and take a look at who we think is going to take home the championship. Um, but right now, we're going to take a cut to a quick commercial break. All righty? All right. Moose Courtway here. Tonight, one-time special, $25 trombones. We got all sorts. Tenor, alto, maybe soprano? Come on down. Get a trombone from your boy, Rob Dog the Bone. Come bone one out. Moose special. He will make sure you are lubed up right. Also, suck my antlers. Hello. And we're back from that commercial break. Yeah. Leads to another one of our sponsors, Highland Dairy. Highland Dairy, the milk of the Razorbacks, milk of vampires and vampire hunters alike. That's for sure. Wait. What What was the drink that you drank when you realized you won uh, your week one matchup? Yeah, I got to tell you, it was probably, uh, we've got these Kool-Aid singles. Um, and, you know, you just pour it into a 16-ounce glass of water and stir it. <laughs> It's delicious tropical punch. I can't get enough. I love me a good, sing, you know, uh, you know, a thing. A single. At the start of the season, you'd been researching uh, and doing some advanced metrics analysis in the league. Uh, you're calling it the QPC data system. And you've actually broken down every single matchup uh, week to week. Tell me, what did your analysis show you, and um, who are you forecasting to make it to the playoffs? Well, uh, I guess my big observations are it's going to be a dogfight this year. And I think it's going to come down uh, in a big way this year. It's going to involve four people trying to get into the playoffs at the end of the season for not just the last spot, in the playoffs, but also the uh, third position, the not just four seed four, but seed three in the playoffs are going to be uh, decided in the last two weeks. And also a big forecast of stormy weather this year in the vampire league. Um, wow. Tell me more, baby. All right. So obviously we're talking about these after seeing one week of play. So, obviously, things will change. Uh, we know that in this league, the five families are not able to use utilize the waiver wire. So, we're pretty much looking at their team as is. Huh? Say that again. I said, don't speak of the five families. Okay, excuse me. I'm sorry. So moving on, since we can't get them out, we pretty much have the same team. So what I did in this analysis was basically go through every game each week, not looking at it vertically as in a team schedule and seeing how many games I thought they could win there, uh, but actually 
running it week by week to see what the game theory might be behind who's on what team during each week as we get later on down uh, into the season. So week one, we started with three winners, uh, Daniel, Kurt, and Quinn. Kurt defeating the vampire and uh, Quinn defeating Chase and Daniel defeating Robbie. Uh, A big win for Kurt, obviously, this week, beating the Vampire. I have that happening again. A loss to the Vampire in Week 2. Losing to Daniel in what will be, for me, uh, the first loss or the the last loss that he will have for quite a while. Mm. Uh, Yes. In this one, I have have a second thought. I have a second column here of a what-if that we can talk about later. But let me spell this out for you. Um, with the vampire losing his first two weeks, I've got, uh, Quinn playing Robbie in week two winning and Daniel beating the vampire and Kurt beating chase to leave us with, again, the same winners as the first week. So I'm predicting the same results as last week. Daniel wins, Kurt wins, Quinn wins, Chase loses, Robbie loses, and the Vampire loses. Now when we get into week three, I've got our I've penciled in the biggest, the largest score, like the biggest scoring game of the season between a human and another human, a non-vampire game. I think this is gonna be the game of the week on week three. It's gonna be about of Daniel versus Chase in week three. And I've actually got Chase getting his first win in a shootout Ow. with Daniel. So Daniel loses his first first game of the season of week three. And Kurt loses to, to me. I've got me beating Kurt to give Kurt his first loss. And I start 3-0, and actually, just based on the matchups. And sadly, I call this week three, the title of this week three is called The Feasting. And that'll be the first game of the year in which the vampire uh, defeats someone on uh, one of our humans. That's going to be Robbie. And he's going to take Alvin Kamara in week three. Uh-oh. So while you won in week two last year, I have, uh, Rob, I have the vampire winning his first match in week three. I won in week one last. Oh, you won in week one. Okay, so I have him losing. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting that I thought you lost the game first and then beat Robbie. Um, so then I've got him losing to you. I've got week three. We move into week four. And the vampire, this week is the biggest week of the season, I think, for everybody. It's going to be uh, the vampires playing Chase and Saquon Barkley is up for dibs. Up for grabs. Quinn plays Daniel in what will decide positioning for the rest of the season in rankings. And then Kurt gets back on the horse by defeating Robbie uh, in week five, week four, week five. uh, I've got, I've penciled Daniel into losing twice in a row, uh, losing to me in week four um, in a surprise defeat but if I remember 
I wanted to I wanted to check that one because I knew you'd ask me about that one. That's the first time we're going to play each other, Daniel, and that's in week four. I know that you don't like my team currently. Uh, and sometimes you say you don't even like my politics. No way, that's Chase. Sorry, that's Chase. Um, but week four, when it looks at the matchups of you and me, I've got, I believe, a schedule that allows my team to go out and score a lot of points. I think you do as well. I just think that I'm going to come out in full force in that game. Um, now, I also – I think that's a pick fight at that point in the season. So I wouldn't be surprised if I get, you know, knocked out in the first round, in, in the first round of games at 1 o'clock uh, that you have. Okay, so week five, Daniel's going to beat Kurt in a really good matchup, but Kurt is just not as good as Daniel's roster. Chase comes in to beat Quinn to give me my first loss I have down here. And then Robbie, after only a one-week separation from facing the vampire, has to face him again in week five. Week three, he loses Kamara. I I voted that Chase loses Saquon in week four in, in the huge crucial game in which Chase is the away team. And this is all the marbles, I think, for everybody in the league on whether – he gets any momentum, like a huge boost of momentum. And then in week five, he turns around and faces Robbie again. He's going to steal Juju Smith-Schuster. Because if he's taken Saquon, he'll take Juju next. I call this the sacrifice. This will, at this point, break the back of Robbie's team. Robbie's done done after week five. Um, I don't have Robbie winning in the first two months of the league. Um. (laughs) Just as a heads up, it's also going to be the first blowout of the uh, of the league of a vampire versus human game, which the vampire uh, really wins in, in a big fashion. Um, we move into week six. Robbie doesn't get any favors. He plays you, and you get over a two-game slump to go 2-0 again. Uh, Chase loses to Kurt in a setup that. Hey, wait! You said that's week six. Yes. If Robbie, so if Robbie doesn't win by week six, he will have gone a calendar year without winning in our league. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Kurt loses to Chase, or Chase loses to Kurt. And I face the vampire in week six, now facing a vampire that has the likes of Austin Eckler, Saquon Barkley, Alvin Kamara, Juju Smith-Schuster, Robert Woods, uh, DJ Moore. Uh, I'm not sure about uh, DJ Moore is on his team. Yes. Um, and Drew Brees. And it's going to be a big fight, and I believe I'm going to lose. And this is where... Uh, he takes Ezekiel Elliott. I believe he takes Ezekiel Elliott. Um, another side plot is he could take a different position from me and hamper me. Week seven, Daniel turns around and must face 
the vampire. So weeks so week four was crucial. Week five was the sacrifice. Uh I I'm claiming that with losing Zeke in week six, we, we can now call him a juggernaut. And then in week seven, he faces you, who's got Christian McCaffrey on a bye week. And I'm calling this win and him taking Christian McCaffrey as the collection collecting the five stones. The end game. <laughs> so did you, did you ask me about the Marvel plot? And then make your prediction. No, I mean I was. That was what I, I was in week seven at that point. I was trying to remember what they called that phrase because that was going to be the week seven is going to be a huge week for us because we're going to be rooting hard. What? Never mind. I'm gonna let you finish. Okay. Week eight. But this is fucking preposterous. You think so? Keep going. I mean, we could talk about the vampires' games in which they take players, but he's got chances to go to go deep, deep on us. But we should see. Okay. I feel like you're giving none of us credit. Yeah, I give none of us credit. All right. So, week eight, I've got a surprise victory for Chase over Daniel. Daniel slides again, loses two games again. You're fucking ridiculous. You're such a troll. No, check this out. I've got I've got backup for that. <laughs> You're such a troll. I love it. You're so mad. Coming off losing Christian McCaffrey, Chase has lost Saquon Barkley. Look at this matchup at this point. I'm thinking that you've got um, Mark Ingram is on a bye. Lamar Jackson on a bye. Cam Newton... I think you're playing Todd Gurley, Josh Jacobs, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, and Delaney Walker. And in your flex, you've probably got either Sony Michelle or Stefan Diggs or Chris Carson, I guess, could be in there. Great lineup. I see Chase coming in. We're still with Patrick Mahomes playing Green Bay. Dalvin Cook against Washington. He's got T.Y. Hilton against Denver. James White against Cleveland. He's got A.J. Kittle against Carolina. He's got some matchups that I think give him a chance to actually like literally match up with you guys for one week this season for a loss. I get to play Robbie week eight. Kurt loses Travis Kelsey. Just curiosity. At this point, do you have yourself six and one? Uh, at this point, I am. Uh, no, I lose this week. I lose three weeks in a row after starting the, the, the league four and oh. I start out hot again and I lose again. <laughs> um, and then, uh, the vampire takes trap. You gotta speed this up. This is excruciating. Okay, I've got the vampire taking Travis Kelsey week eight. He takes Mahomes from Chase, decimating Chase in week nine. In a week, I say QBs go late. Uh, <laughs> I lose to Daniel week nine. Robbie loses to Kurt 
Week 10, you take on Kurt and beat him. Chase, now, in a surprising... Or also, I have the, the vampire beats me in week 10 and takes Michael Thomas, his first uh, elite wide receiver that he's taken. And then the last matchup in week 10 is going to be Chase versus Robbie. A week after Chase has now lost Patrick Mahomes, five weeks off of losing Saquon Barkley having to play with Leonard Fournette on a bye, Julian Edelman on a bye, Antonio Brown on a bye in week 11 or week 10 against Robbie. So I've got him starting Dak Prescott, James White also on a bye. I've got him starting Dak Prescott, Delvin, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, T.Y. Hilton, and possibly Tyreek Hill, who will be, or, uh, and Tyreek Hill. And I don't think he does it. And I give Robbie his first win of the season against Chase. Week 11, you beat Robbie after he's victorious. You swap him. Chase loses to me. After losing to Robbie in a surprise, again, hasn't rebounded from losing Mahomes and Saquon. Kurt loses to the Vampire, and the Vampire takes DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, we go into week 12, where the Vampire then takes his third running, third wide receiver, elite wide receiver, and takes Julio Jones. I've got him winning. I've got Chase losing to Kurt, and I've got uh, Robbie losing to me. Um, and in our final week, I have, uh, you defeating Chase, uh, with playoff implications on the line, Kurt loses to me because Kurt has now lost Travis Kelsey and, De- uh, DeAndre Hopkins and the matchups didn't look great. And the vampire plays Robbie the last week and takes Keenan Keenan Allen and finishes the league eleven and two. Robbie finishes one and two, one and or eleven and two. Robbie finishes one and twelve. Chase finishes four and nine. I finish at seven and six. Kurt finishes at eight and five and Daniel finishes at eight and five with Daniel winning the tiebreaker and being the second seed. I lose to the vampire in the first round chase beats Robbie and the, and takes fifth place. Daniel beats Kurt. Daniel goes to the championship. Quinn beats Kurt for third place. And in my winner, I have the vampire winning. So the league finishes the vampire, Daniel, Quinn, Kurt, Chase, and Robbie. It's a dark day. I have him. I have him once he beats Robbie in week three. 
and beats Chase in week four and gets those two, I have him uh, running the table a little bit. We can need a little bit for the rest of the rest of the way. It's true. It's not wrong. Man, what is what does Steven feel like inside your mouth? Feels pretty bad. Feels pretty bad, my man. Because the problem is, is uh, I only found two games in which he had two of his top, two of his then top two players that he'd have at that point on bye weeks. So he's never really, he's so, he's going to be at full force for the most part of the year. So I think. But with, I just, it's hard to see him losing, you know. Eight players at every position, at least, like, I don't. That's fine. Do you want to hear the other the other theory? You might like you're that one. Fat a thousand on leftover waiver wire. Well, I think it's just for some. I think there's just better play, like more better players in the league that are scoring a higher amount of fantasy points, and obviously we're gonna miss them because we don't have as many. You know, we have X amount of slots. And I just think that there's a lot more players this year that are going to be easy to, to bank on, I hope. But you never know. It's fantasy. It is fantasy. I've got a different – I have a second column here that's much more fun for us. And I'll, I'll go backwards for you. I've got you finishing – no, no, I'll give you the records. This other column, I've got the vampire coming in at also – nine and four, like you finished last year. I have you coming in at nine and four, also like last year. I've got Kurt coming in still at eight and five. I've got Chase coming in at five and eight. I've got me coming in at seven and six, and I've got Robbie coming in still at one and twelve. So in that light, which I think you have a great team, I have you finishing tied for first against the vampire, and then um, Kurt finishing third, I finish fourth, Chase finishes fifth. But with a game up on the vampire, like beating the vampire once, and that and that once is him beating him and saving Saquon, and Saquon lead goes later in the year. He lead, like he doesn't take Saquon till week uh, nine, or he'd take Mahomes. The third column is he takes. It is uh, I was looking at like if he did weird stuff. But it's almost like he he he'll have like an option to take like a super elite guy every time, you know. So, I mean, that's what I'll do until Keenan Allen in Week 13 against Robbie. But I don't even know if Keenan Allen. This is with no one making any trades, you know. If people make trades, this is all change easy. Let me tell you what. Hold on to that, and we'll revisit that halfway through the season. See how you do. Hmm. 
anything else for for season prediction? Oh wait, no. I sorry, I messed up. In my first prediction, it was vampire, then Daniel, then Kurt finishing third this year, me finishing fourth, Chase fifth, and Robbie sixth. Um, yeah, that's what you said. Okay, just making sure. Well, you're sure has been made. Um, man, that was riveting stuff. Hey, man, I mean, I just, like, I tried my best just to look at it, and I looked at every game. I'm not, and... you know, I'm not a nerd like you. I don't understand those advanced metrics. But what I do understand are really bold predictions that may never come true, which is going to lead us to our next segment, our last segment, and our newest segment called Dwayne the Lock Johnson's Lock Solid Pick. Quinn, this is where you're going to tell me one player, uh, either a fantasy player or one of the other players in our league that's guaranteed to do something solid this weekend. I, uh, I've, got a, I've got a lock on two levels for you, Daniel. So it happens. <clears throat> First of all, um, my lock for fantasy players of the week is going to be actually I'm going to put a lock on, uh, on my team to beat Robbie this week. I'm going to call that like the strongest odds of winning this week. Um, I'm hoping, <laughs> hoping and praying. And uh, for players, uh, I actually uh, think it's going to be a huge coming out party for, uh, for Saquon Barkley this week. I think he's going to like, yeah. yeah, I think he's going to go, go in against Buffalo at home. Um, I, I, I guess basically, you know, Saquon's going to be a lock for most of the season. Um, you know, someone who I kind of wanted to be a lock, but wasn't going to be a lock or didn't seem to, to be a lock. This, this, uh, part of the season was, was, uh, Michael Thomas. Um, he did great, but like on Monday night football, they kept saying that he just couldn't catch, he couldn't run super deep routes. And they were just like, but he'll catch all these inside passes. So I almost wonder if his ceiling is lower than uh, I, I thought. So I, I maybe co- stand corrected about like what kind of routes he'll be running this year. All righty. Uh, Maya, you know, if you were to ask me what my Dwayne the Lock Johnson uh, lost solid pick of the week is, it would have to be Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown will play two or fewer NFL games this season. This is at uh, 9 p.m. Tuesday evening. Uh, news has just broken about uh, allegations of sexual assault and rape. And uh, Bill Belichick, you know, he used to stand for something. He, uh, you know, he's somebody who they say doesn't put up with this kind of stuff. So let's see what happens here. Let's see how it plays out. For Chase, that would mean losing one of his top-tier wide receivers. Paired with Tyree Kill out indefinitely would really weaken his wide receiver crew. Um, last thing of the week is going to be our Stone Cold Stunner. 
stunning prediction. Quinn, this is where you're going to tell me something out of the ordinary that most people aren't going to be on to that you think is going to come to fruition. Um, what people don't think or what I don't think <laughs> could what actually come to fruition. Part of me come wants on. I think I think, I think my big thing is I think that uh, Baker Mayfield is going to come out this week and uh, he's going to go against the New Jersey uh, New York Jets and uh, I think he probably actually comes out and scores a lot of points against them. Um, I also think that they'll have they'll struggle to win again and I think like the stunning thing will be. Uh, I think he'll put up like an, actually a fat load. I'm gonna I'm gonna say he's gonna stun us with over 30 points scored this week. Okay. All right. Uh, not exactly got the floor, but we'll we'll call it stun. Um, if I'm throwing a stunner out there, I'm gonna say that my stone cold stunner of the week is that Lamar Jackson will be the highest scoring quarterback of the week. Uh, a lot of people think he's going to take a step back after uh, the success he saw week one. I see a shootout in Arizona, or in Buffalo, excuse me. I don't think it's a joke. He's going to bring it, and he's going to propel me to a victory over Steven, setting the vampire up for an 0-2 start. Uh, Quinn, anything else you got for us before we call it a, call it a night? Where do you see Robbie winning a game this year? Will it be this week? Let's see here. Robbie, week one played myself. He played me. Week two, Quinn. Week three, Steven. Week four, Hurt. Week five, Steven. Doesn't play Chase till week seven. Plays Steven and Daniel twice before he plays Chase one. Um, you know, if, uh, if I'm able to take care of business this week, Steven goes into Robbie Owen two. And then if Robbie's able to get Joe Mixon healthy, um, He's got a shot week four. You know, Kamara had a very good week one, but he didn't have an outstanding week one. Uh, but he's definitely somebody who can got, go off for a ton of points. Juju had a down week. Zach Ertz had a down week. Joe Mixon got injured. Uh, it seems deeper and better than last season, uh, even if we don't think it's the top one in the league. So I think if uh, Steven's it, unable to beat me this week, and unable to get a stud, uh, Robbie has a good chance of winning week three. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the idea is, you know, keep the the vampire from winning as long as possible. Bingo. Bingo, bango, boingo. You know, here's the thing, is if you beat him this week, you know, you fight off, you defend Christian McCaffrey. Robbie's got to defend Alvin Kamara, Kamara. And then 
we turn around and and defend Saquon Barkley with Chase. Then if we've defended Kamara once, we have to defend him again two weeks later. And then it's defending Zeke Elliott. And then it's McCaffrey again. And you don't really get an off time until you get to Kurt's team, who probably doesn't have one of the top four. I guess he's got David Johnson, you know, comes into play. So it's it's incredible that, like, he's able to take one of these amazing running backs for the next, you know, five, six weeks to set his team up. So the second he gets to do that or the earlier the week he gets to do that, the much more dangerous it's going to be. I, I mean – I asked you off the air, but, like, do you remember how you end up losing games as the vampire after you've started winning and poaching the best players possible? Like, is it just the fact that those weeks are down weeks for the players on your team? Is it just the roll of the dice at that point? Or is there still holes to fill up throughout the season? Um, well, so one of the players I got, Tyreek Hill, it was a very boomer bust guy. Uh, high scores, high highs, but um, you know, several down weeks, single digit weeks, low scoring weeks. Um, and then uh, I took Travis Kelsey from Kurt before I filled out two ace receivers. Um, so I kind of had a positional imbalance there. Um, and I took a more aggressive stance of weakening other players' teams as opposed to strengthening my own at times. So, like I said, there was an imbalance where I'd taken, like, four running backs, a tight end, and then maybe only one receiver and uh, was just imbalanced in a couple of ways. So, um, I mean, that in a general sense is kind of what happened. And, uh Teams like Steven did a good job of staying deep at the end. Um, and I, I don't really remember it game by game, but that was really it. It's just uh, deciding how you want to use your power as the vampire. If you want to punish other teams, build your own, or find a balance between the two. Well, from a former vampire himself, and that's the way to defeat him. That's where the heart is. Speaking of vampires, the moon is out. Um, And so it's time that we call it a night, and we will come back at you uh, closer to game times this weekend or early next weekend to talk about the results. But, Quinn, as always, it's been good. And uh, for all you vampire hunters out there, happy hunting.